with a lot of books, but it don't matter because I have established myself as the original game. Not the original prankster. I don't rap about it. I don't sing about it. I don't dance about it. This is what I do. As who's your next partner? I don't care about no partner because I'm me. I do my thing. I get my done. You know what I'm saying? Because I am the original gangster. <sighs> All right. So back to the Sean Spears slander that you have. Stinks. That motherfucker stinks. Okay. The mid is selling. That's it. The new AEW stable is the mid is selling. It is Cody Rhodes, Sean Spears, Matt Hardy, Jack Swagger. You're stable now. No, I'm making them a stable. I'm making them a stable. I'm calling it the mid is selling. Okay. That's okay. what the stable is. It's Cody, led by Cody because he's got the money. You're going to throw Sean Spears in there, Matt Hardy and his little fucking drone shit, uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, I I hate the, I hate the gimmick, but I can't throw Brody Lee in there because Luke Harper is just my guy. Throw throw fucking Moxley in there too, okay? Throw Moxley's Dean in there too for sure. Throw them all in there. Fuck that shit. Moxley's mid for sure. I didn't watch the AW from last night, but I have never watched an episode fully in about three months. But the timeline, the timeline tells me what happens. And I kind of the last like last night and the week before, I mm-hmm. did like a back and forth on like going in between both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like yeah. My yeah. last my last episode, me and uh my boy uh Eve, man, shout out to my guy, man, shout out to Black Announce Table. Um, we were watching it as we were recording the podcast, and the shit was so terrible. Like AEW is, it's mid. It's very, uh, although, it's very mid. if they're even more mid with Matt Hardy now. Yeah, I, I mean, Matt, Matt and Cody are basically they should be tag team. That's how I feel. I don't want to see Matt Hardy wrestle, bro. I, I don't. Never did. I like he he. I did like the version one gimmick. V one gimmick was fire, but that's the thing about Matt Hardy. But outside. It, his gimmicks are way better than his actual matches. His gimmicks are very entertaining. His matches are just like, eh, I don't want to see you do a modified DDT, bro. Matt Hardy is like Giannis Antetokounmpo's little brother. It's like you're on the team because we have Atis or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, like, like you, we only drafted you. Because, like, we thought we could get Big Bro, right? Like, the Knicks drafted him, right? But they also thought, oh, we could get Giannis. And now, like, which is crazy. Bro, because... like, bro. Now, and mind you, he's the oldest brother, right? So, you know, right. big trash, right? You're older than your little brother, but like, your little brother's here and he wants to make sure you got a job. So, like, you're on the team. That's right. That it's like, your, your, your little bro won a, he won a world title. You never have. Like, so what are we doing? That's why we wished Matt. The best in his wishes, best endeavors, and all that. And then we said, Hey, Jeff's coming on Friday, right? That, like, this, this calling out. Jeff was really not that good either, but Jeff was always, and this is this is why I've been saying, um, about being entertaining. Jeff was always more entertaining. He had the face paint, he had the energy, he had something to where it's like, Damn, Jeff is gonna wild out. He's gonna wild out. Jeff Hardy fits your. 
modern, typical, he's just the one white guy that I love enough that he's just going to do some white people shit. And I'm going to be like, you shouldn't do this, but I'm entertained. Only Jeff Hardy can get away with this, right? Um, Jeff should not be doing anything with ladders anymore, right? But he went into a hell in a cell with Randy Orton and like swung off of it and like almost died. And we were like, wow, Jeff being Jeff, right? Like we're cool with it. But we also are like, please, Jeff, get help. At almost 40, it's like, damn, Jeff, you're doing some crazy shit. And I'm very entertained. But it's like, damn, bro, when you get outside this ring, please go get some help. Like, you really need it, dog. Like, like, he comes back and, like, yeah, they're like, oh, why have you been away? And he's just like, oh, I've been, like, I don't know, getting myself better. But we all know, like, hey, you got pulled over for alcohol. What? Show up. Show up and do, do what you do. Hey, have you seen the um the dark side of the ring for New Jack? Yeah, yo, I watched it last night. That shit crazy. <laughs> yo, so for, for listeners who don't know, New Jack is in my top five uh favorite wrestlers of all time. Sicko. You're a sicko. I am a sicko, but it's because first of all, I'm black. New Jack's black. New Jack doesn't care. I don't care. Like everything about him just resonates with kid. I have like very small memories of like watching ECW. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I know Sandman, I know RVD, I know Raven, I know Sabu, and I knew of you, New Jack. I think the only real thing I remember from watching ECW is like I was watching, it had to be on TV, it was like a TV taping Mm -hmm. and a cage match. And then I think someone went through a table and then fire happened. Like fire bursted in the ring. Or so. I just remember like it looking like an explosion. I was like, whoa. What is this? I'm not gonna lie to you. Um those ECW matches from back in the day, I didn't really I didn't watch them live. Like my mom wasn't she was barely paying for fucking WWF pay-per-views. Imagine me trying to convince her to let me watch fucking ECW pay-per-views. Oh, same here. I did not. Uh, how many? I I don't really remember how. Not to even cut you off. I don't remember exactly how I got into wrestling. I don't vividly, but I remember certain things. I mm-hmm. did not watch WCW until NWO showed up. And that was because Hall and Nash or Razor Ramon and Diesel were like, they're in my top five of like favorite, most right. favorites. Um, the first pay-per-view I remember watching as a kid is, I just watched it the other day because I watched the main event, the mm. Your House Canadian Stampede. Mm. I remember the 10-man tag team match. I remember that vividly as a kid. Um, and then after that, it's like I remember Highway to Hell, SummerSlam. Yeah, but a lot of the I never really watched the pay per views because we, we didn't have the money. I remember the first pay per view I paid for, like I was babysitting. I was like I was like twelve or thirteen. Uh, but it's funny because I follow WWE Network Instagram, which is actually fire because they be posting a lot of dope shit. But uh, I babysit it made like 70 bucks gave it to my mom and then we bought backlash with uh gold versus rock what was that oh 
three. Well, three. One of my favorite matches ever, by the way. Oh, let it be known. Hollywood Rock is the best rock. Don't get it twisted. Hollywood Rock is easily the best rock. Like, that's not even a question. But, um, but back, to, back to ECW and New Jack, watching that dark side of the ring, you really, you really see the one. New Jack is crazy as shit, okay? And the reason why he's really one of my favorite wrestlers is because he didn't care. Like this, his act wouldn't go over now. His act, his act is very, uh, very problematic. The fact that he got on, got on air and told OJ, "Keep up the fucking good work." Like I was surprised just watching, just scrolling the timeline, um, just watching and seeing how many people never really saw the New Jack promos were this controversial and this crazy. It's like. I had no idea. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, because, like, mind you, right? Like, his peak, we're tw- I'm 28. I was, like, what, four or five years old? I'm not, I'm not going to remember that. And it wasn't like I was going to go back and watch that, right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to go on YouTube and look for New Jack. But if there's a New Jack documentary, I'm going to tune in. So, mm-hmm. oh, everything last night, like, I just, I knew... New Jack was just a dude in ECW that was wilding out, but I had no idea that he was like throw that man in jail. Okay, yeah, lock the key away. I didn't know he was doing that. I had no idea. I was like, oh, uh, spent half that one. This nigga is crazy. Yeah, one thing that I I love to do, I just love to get background information and just learn, learn, learn. And when I realized that New Jack was a wild boy. And I learned he was, you know, he was doing coke during matches, or he was doing coke before matches. Like I learned, I learned this years ago, and I was like, "Yo, New Jack was a wild dude." But when you look back at his matches and you see, you could really only do this shit if you was wilding out. Can we talk about how that dude that he was with was like smoking pencil shavings? Oh, you talking about Mustafa? <laughs> look. I don't know about smoking pistol shavings, but that is insane. Make it make sense, but like for my listeners, please don't smoke pistol shavings. Yeah, don't do anything. Stay away. There are much safer things to do than smoke pistol shavings. Smoke some weed though. Smoke some weed. It's cool. It's great. Yeah, weed is cool. Weed is weed is legal or decriminalized in um in certain states. My um my my boy here is currently smoking up right now. So you know, do do that. Don't do uh, don't do pencil shavings. There's a lot better than that. Yo, that that uh, throwing dude off the scaffold. What the fuck? I mean, dude kind of deserved it though. Okay, wait. Since you are like a New Jack fan, because they didn't go into it last night of what happened. Like he, they said it was a grudge, but they never said what the old grudge was. What happened that he was like, you didn't text me for a year. All right, so what happened was they had a match a year prior, right? To where um they were doing this, they were doing this spot and they went up on the scaffold. And when they went up there, the white dude was like uh um for those of you who don't know, his name is uh Vic Grimes. Um he was like 
I can't do this. I'm scared. With New Jack being who he is, when he when he's doing something, he's like, eh, fuck that. I ain't got time for this shit. Like, if you're going to do this shit, you're going to do it. So dude was like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. So New Jack was like, all right, we're going to go on three. One, two, three. Dude didn't want to go. So New Jack was falling backwards and pulled him. So New Jack fell off the scaffold and he hit first. Then um, the Grimes dude, because New Jack pulled him, he fell a little bit after and ended up falling on New Jack's head and breaking. Like he cracked the skull, had blood, flu- had brain fluid coming out, all types of shit. And apparently um, they were saying that um, New Jack, he never heard from dude. Like after it happened, he never checked on him or anything. Yeah. So after it happened a year or so after it happened, they had another match. New Jack was like, all right, cool. You ain't said nothing to me. You ain't checked on me. Bet. Tell you no more. I got something for your ass. So they went up and did another scaffold match. And New Jack had brought a taser with him. So he tased his ass while they're 30 something feet above the floor. And he just threw him off the fucking scaffold. And there was a bunch of, there was like 12 or some tables in the fucking, absurd amount of tables in the ring where they were, where he had supposed to had um, fell through the tables into the ring, but New Jack was literally trying to throw this motherfucker to his death. But he threw him off the scaffold and he landed on the ropes. And luckily he only ended up with um like a dislocated ankle or some crazy shit. But New Jack was trying to kill this man. Wow. Oh shit. I didn't I had no idea. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh New Jack is uh he's okay. a he's a, he's a wild guy. He deserved uh he deserved everything I take back what I said, he deserved everything. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, all of that was eye opening. Even honestly, the Benoit stuff too. It was a lot of it was eye opening. Like I've never been someone that like I want the information, but like if it's not from the source, I don't want to trust it. Right? Yeah, I don't like information not from the source. Like you know me, I don't. I don't fuck with Dave Meltzer. Like I don't. Uh, nah, okay, I think I've been more accurate last year than Meltzer. Okay, I, I said Kofi would lose to Brock, and that shit was fucking great. I thought that was entertainment. I'm glad that happened. Um, but even with the Benoit stuff, it was like, fam, I didn't know a lot of that. I, I mind you, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember when it happened like i remember turning on tv and like wait why are we talking about crispin one oh crispin one died i didn't know that like oh he was supposed to be at the ecw pay-per-view and didn't show up i'm trying to find that pay-per-view now actually um that's one thing i don't remember i don't remember that he was supposed to be at a pay-per-view so i don't remember that there was an ecw pay-per-view the night before he was supposed to be in the ECW title match. Essentially, I think they try to describe it as like what, kind of like what, sending Finn back to NXT-ish. Mm-hmm. Kind of like just, yo, we got to spice this thing up. They were doing that with Benoit and going to ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't show up. So they put someone in the match. I forgot who. I don't know. Maybe Christian. Yeah. Someone goes in that match, but he doesn't mm-hmm. show up. And that's when they were like, wait, whoa, he never goes missing. This never happens. This is one of the most professional guys ever. And then everything happened. 
Because I remember the year before when um when Eddie passed away. That's something that I vividly remember because I didn't watch the pay-per-view, right? I didn't watch the pay-per-view, but I went to school the next day. And this is when, you know, the internet was just getting fucking big and we finally got computers in the school and shit. And I will always go on WWE.com like after a pay-per-view or some shit. And I looked at it and it was like Eddie Guerrero passed away. And I was like, shit, bro. Like I was sad that whole day, but I don't remember the Benoit shit. Um, Like, I don't remember him having to do that that pay per view. I remember the the week before they ran that Vince McMahon angle, and then they did the tribute. But one thing that got me about the Benoit shit was that everybody seems to, and I'm sure people are gonna be upset about this. It's like, it's like they they said in a, in a doc. It's like how how can you do something like this? Well, you can do something like this because your brain is fucking turned to uh, ground beef. You know, it's not like he was right in his fucking mind. I'm not saying go ahead and, and adore the man for his matches. I'm not saying put him in the Hall of Fame. But what I'm saying is, is that up until that point, everybody is clearly saying he was a great guy. He was not this type of person. Yeah, he had his issues. Yeah, he had great matches, this, that, and the third. But he wasn't the type of person to just go off and do this. Clearly, and shout out to Chris Nowinski for doing this, for, for you know, champion to, you know, see the effects of CTE and all this other shit. But clearly, his brain was not in the right state of mind. And that's the only way you can do this type of thing is you know, you not having the mental capacity from all the <laughs> motherfuckers was telling him, don't do the diving head, but don't do this, that, and the third. So you're doing the diving head, but you're taking steroids, you're doing this, that, and the third. Then your best friend dies. So clearly, all these factors affect you to the point where you are not yourself. And that's not humanizing him. Obviously, what he did was fucked up. I agree that what he did was fucked up and it was wrong. And hey, God, you know, God bless him and hope, you know, whatever the whatever the case is, but he wasn't in his right state of mind. And I think that people want to villainize him without taking into context of what actually happened. Yeah. And I do think that's fair game because I think you can consider everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And I think you can still say it didn't need to happen. It did need to happen. I agree with that. It did need to happen. I think more than I think what I what I kind of didn't like about the documentary is like not that they were aiming for it for that thing, right? Because I do feel like, listen, if you're making this documentary, you're not making it to to like, you're not making it to make them make it worse, right? Especially if the person's not here. When the person's not here, you're trying to describe them for whatever they're known for, but also lean into the person, right? It's like it's like watching some type of like I don't know, historical Hitler documentary and they're trying to like, well, he had to battle syphilis or something like that. Well, well, 
You're wilding now. You're right? wilding now. I know, <laughs> yeah. but like, no, but like, not, you're not obviously you're not fucking comparing though. But like, there, there are there are documentaries of people that, for whatever fucking reason, want to try to humanize someone that does something so fucking horrible. Where like, the thing with the Benoit documentary is like, I that's what they were aiming for. I don't like that the kind of to me, it felt like they were trying to pin it more so on Eddie's death. And that felt uncomfortable. I can see how that came off. I can see that. Right? Like, it, it, like in a way, it kind of came off as like, if Eddie doesn't pass, this doesn't happen. And right. I don't know who we are to say that. I think Eddie could have been here. And I think this could have still happened. Yeah, I, I looking looking back on it the way you're saying, it, I, you, I guess you can how. you can take your side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and take and factor in all those things that were happening to him. But at the same time, you can still say that this probably happens if Eddie's still here, right? Why? Jericho mentioned they kept saying for him to take time off. Like, dude, was this enough for him that he couldn't address this? Like, but you got to look at it as, and this is where, like, where we are today is completely different than where we were, um, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Today, mental health is more in the forefront of people's minds than it was back then in those times. Like mental health was, you get laughed at if you say, you know, you have something going on with your mental, something wrong with you mentally. Like people don't take that shit seriously as if your brain doesn't control literally everything that you do in life. Right. But I mean, that time right it it wasn't that long ago like this it wasn't thir- this was 13 years ago mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we're we're 15 15 16 years old right G- give or take give or take 15 16 years old right who's to say that eddie didn't say yo you should go like are you good you need to go make sure you're good, right? Like, if you're, who's to say his absolute best friend didn't say, hey, Chris, I think you should take some time off. Why didn't this guy ever take time off, right? How, and I think the sister kind of said it, Mm -hmm. of like, I want to, she said it, she's like, I want to forgive him, but I don't know when and I and I don't know how, right? Because then you gotta like, yo, that kid, what did that kid do? Like, I don't know. Like that kid didn't deserve that, bro. He didn't. And I can't I can't forgive that. And that's where I think would be like I I can say he had a lot of shit happening that for whatever reason was not addressed, but and that's it happened. Maybe that's maybe that's my struggle with with everything is that I'm understanding that if you're not in your right frame of mind and by right frame of mind, I mean that your brain is mentally healthy, right? You're not 
you're not having certain thoughts your brain isn't the the you're not 30 something 40 something years old with the brain of a hundred year old you don't have all this brain damage and this that the third i think that for me this is me speaking personally i cannot speak for anybody else i'm only speaking for myself me as it stands it's like okay i know that i have relatively you know healthy brain life for what i know but i can't sit up here and say or i can't sit up here and judge and say that somebody with the brain that he had shouldn't do something like that because you don't you literally don't know this is new stuff that we're talking about here this has literally come on in the last five to ten years to where people are really paying attention to brains and our mental health like it wasn't like that. You you seen how crazy them fucking chair shots motherfuckers was taking? They was talking about they were taking chair shots as a badge of honor. Steel chair shots. He wrote a suicide note saying he was going to now die. that. Now that is that is something that I also had um, questions about, but obviously you can't ask them. It's like how how out of it are you to where you can write a suicide note, but also still do this in the same vein. If you if you're able to write the note and you're able to, then you're able to decipher what's right. You know what you're doing, right? I mean, I I, I get it. I just think it's so it's such a nuanced thing. And I, again, I cannot stress I think enough. It's, I think it's one of those things of like the the trauma and everything can one thousand percent have an impact on what he did, mm-hmm. right? But the impact on what he did has to be separated from he knows what he did. And I think while it impacted it, I don't think that changes the fact that he knows what he did. If you were able to Google search this, if you are able to do the actions that you do and figure out how to end it, mind you, this was not something where like it happened quickly. This was over the span of three days and it started with Nancy and then it was the kid the next a a day later and then it was him. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's time to decipher and process all these things. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I think it had impact, but I don't think it changes the fact that he knows what he did. And mm-hmm. that's where I stand on. Like, I can't, like, I'm glad that, like, at least there was an agreement that there's no Hall of Fame for him yeah. at all. I, un- but I'm also on the side of, no Hall of Fame for him doesn't mean no Hall of Fame for Nancy. Now, the problem is you can't, she can't go in as Nancy. She has to go in as what is her character was the woman. She has to go in as that. And then you, the thing with WWE is like, one thing is for sure, they ain't never talking about this shit. You ain't. And which is the one thing, because the one thing like I didn't remember about the tribute show was like I didn't have an idea of what William Regal was talking about 
and now right. I'm watching yeah. it, right. and I'm like, wait, what? And then the documentary mentions that Rigo lived in that same town. Mm-hmm. So the assumption is that Rigo already knew what he did by the time he does that tribute, which is why he's like, I'm only talking about the wrestler or whatever. But yeah. I didn't know that when that happened. I, I definitely agree with you. It's like he's wrong. I think that he knew what he did. My my biggest thing is just do not discredit the effects of um brain damage in C T. Yeah, you, you can't do that. I think you that's know. the that's the one thing that I think gets lost in this entire conversation is that everybody seems to think that, okay, he's wrong, that's what it is, and so on and so forth. Okay, that's fine. I think in a weird way, I think people want to forget about CTE by forgiving nope. him. No, that like I think people that the people that want to ignore it, uh-huh. right? I think they want to ignore it by just forgiving him. Nah. I'm like, me personally. But I think somebody was just like, it did it like I forgive him and then we just pretend like it didn't happen. It's nah. Like, me personally as a uh, as a father, um, you know, and as a, as a family man, it's just different. Like there's certain things you should never Never would I think about hurting my kids. Never would I think about hurting my, you know, my lady. I wouldn't do that. I feel bad for his oldest kid now. Right. And I also don't like that all of a sudden you're like, fuck WWE. That didn't didn't sit well. Like, why are you doing this? I I get where he's coming from because it's like. Photos of him at the shows. So, like, what's up? But he's coming from a standpoint of, I didn't have shit to do with this. Like, I'm, I'm the other kid. Like, where's my support? Right, but like, if you're able to go to shows and you do all that, what exactly is your reasoning? I can understand if like you've never heard from them since it happened and you've never been around them, but like, clearly that's not the case. So why all of a sudden it's fucked them? But it didn't make sense. It it didn't make sense. Like when I heard it, I was like, oh shit! I'm guessing there's been no they've just been distant from everyone. Like Susan saying, like, I have not heard from them, so fuck them. I mm-hmm. get that. Like, I get that anger. But for the kid to say that, but then everything surfaces up of you being at the show, and you got in photos with them. It's just like, wait, what's the deal with that? Yeah. It's a, a lot of things in life. Um, nowadays are nuanced and they require new context and I think there just requires a new light and people to be um, more mature and being more receptive to at least you don't have to you don't have to agree with something and this is a this is something that I take in everyday life Um, you don't necessarily have to agree with something to simply have a conversation about it okay to simply talk about something and at the end of it you say okay i agree to disagree but i i i can see where you're coming from or even if you don't see where you're coming from just just being able to listen to another person's point of view is is a a redeemable quality within yourself yeah like you don't you don't have to agree with anything anybody says but at least being able to listen like that makes a big deal 
So, who really fucking knows, man? But this shit is sad. And I'm off this sad shit. So, I need something new to talk about. All right. You want to do Mania predictions? Okay. Let's look at the let's look here's, at the match. Here's a, here, I got I got it up here, but here's a good question. Here's something I'm actually interested in. Okay. I want to see how they keep the ball rolling post mania. So I'm assuming there's no call-ups. Ooh, uh, I don't think there will be. Like I know, like I know, like the next two weeks is supposed to be like NXT Takeover shit, right? But mm-hmm. there's been no announcement of Cole versus Dream. Nope. And my assumption was like, if everything was fine, right? You get Cole versus Dream this weekend. Cole loses, and then the UE is called up. Like I don't like it. I didn't yeah. even watch the match the match from last night. Well, I can't say I didn't watch I'll it. I watched the triple the triple third match between uh Priest and, and uh Dar- how do you say his name? I'm drunk right now. Dajakovic. Yeah. Yeah, we go. The right. match was the match was pretty good. I didn't tune in as much because like I am now, I was a couple cups of uh wine in. So I mean it it was really good, but it just didn't. Like those matches, really have to have a crowd. Those are the type of matches that have to have a crowd. I love the because, crowd. Because the then I'm just looking at the match. I'm like, damn, these niggas, these motherfuckers are still wrestling, bro. What the fuck going on, man? Can I just say that as a New Yorker, I'm sorry for people doing your chance. Sorry, worst it chance. Cool at first, it was cool at first. It was cool the first time we did it. Was very Brooklyn, but like the fact that it continued, I'm just like, okay, we gotta stop this. I hope it stops. Please stop doing it. All right, let me let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. All right, wow, they got they got 16 matches on the card right now for Mania. All right, you want to read it off or I'll read it off? I'll read it off. All right, bro. I'm not gonna necessarily go in order, okay? Rhea, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Who you got? <sighs> Yo, the whole no crowd thing is really like messing with me. Uh, it's fucking with you, right? I think. I think you. I think you let Charlotte win this. Because Charlotte, in a weird way, Charlotte needs actually. Look at you confused. All right. This is going to affect another answer later. Rhea wins. Rhea wins. I think Rhea wins. I think Charlotte stays on Raw. And Mm -hmm. then if things were normal, I think Bianca pulls up to Raw. Or, yeah, I think Bianca pulls up. I I can't decide if they want to give Bianca the NXT moment. Mm -hmm. Like, like if say if we were going into like SummerSlam, like, would you do Rhea versus Bianca again? But this time, Bianca wins. She gets the NXT moment, and then Rhea calls up. 
Uh, yeah, I see what you're going with. Um, I, but yeah, I think Rhea wins. Okay, I got. I have Charlotte winning. And just because, just because I don't, I don't want to bet against Charlotte. I, I, facts. <laughs> I, could see, um, I could see them doing like, okay, we put we put Finn on the men's side. Mm-hmm. We can do Charlotte on the women's side, which I think makes sense because, like, you know, at this point, you know, Charlotte, what what can you do with Charlotte? Like, you've done it all. You might. As you well can literally it. do it all. You can do anything with Charlotte, and she won't take a hit. That's that's what's so crazy about it. That's why I'm not, I'm not too like, oh, he's crazy thinking Rhea is going fucking out. Shout out to Charlotte for winning. Winning me. Uh, actually, you know what? Charlotte has to win that. She Please don't, don't 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 do that because that hurts my, that hurts my soul. She you know what? That's a good segue. That's a good segue. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, me and Doug were in a uh, a rumble pool, right? We were in a rumble pool, and we did uh, we did men's and women's, and you know we both had slots. So last year I won at twenty eight with uh, Becky Lynch, right? So this year I had I, did, to, I forgot you won last year. I won last year with Becky Lynch at 28 because Lana got fucked up and Becky came in. So this year, this year, um, I drew some goofy ass number and then number 30, right? So of course, um, you know, uh Bianca was number two, Charlotte was like 15 or 16. I had and, two numbers. You had two. I had Five and seventeen. Yeah, whatever one of those middle numbers was. Five, was which... five was Lana, and I was sick. <laughs> Mind you, as a <sighs> remember, I'm at the Rumble. Shout out to Shaggy, I'm at the Rumble. But I was sick when Lana's music dropped. The only thing that made it slightly okay, because I. Obviously, I accepted Lana wasn't winning the Rumble, but Lana eliminating uh, Liv Morgan, I was like, you know what? Effort, effort, effort. 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 So then, now we're just enjoying the Rumble, and Bianca's clearing house. Bianca's wrecking shit. And if you rewatch the Rumble, sorry if I took over, but... No, you good, man. If you rewatch the Rumble, Charlotte 17, Bianca clears house, including eliminating Alexa, who was number one. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping count. And then I realized, because I think one thing that helped was like this this dad showed up in front of mm-hmm. us. And he had like his three girls and he was taking them. So he didn't know anything. And he kind of turned to me and Shaggy and he was like, Hey, do you mind like yo, if I have questions or she's got questions, can she ask you? And I was like, Yeah, she cool. Uh and I was like, We won't curse. He's like, nah, you're cool, you're fine. So like she she asked us questions like during the rumble. Uh, but going back to the story, Bianca Claire's house, and it hits me that I'm next 17. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at Shaggy like way. This ain't gonna be like this. Nah, it's not gonna be no scrub. You don't clear house mm-hmm. mid rumble, and I'm like, and now I'm into it. I'm like, oh, doing the countdown. 
And when I tell you that music hit, oh, I lost it. Oh, and I, like, my chest, oh, now, oh, now we got this. Like, this is money. So you guys see how excited he is right now, right? So I'm at home watching a rumble, enjoying my experience. I'm like, okay, I don't put I don't put quite a few dollars into this. I'm like, eh, ain't that big of a deal. I get some scrubs for my couple entries. So when the randomizer dropped, I saw that I had 30. I'm like, damn, 30 is not a traditional like good number. But then I was thinking about it, I was like, eh, shit, you never know. So as the rumble goes on, I see all these scrubs come out, and I saw, like he said, I saw Charlotte, you know, in the mid match. In the mid match, I saw Bianca or early yeah, on. I'm very, like, I was very bravado. Had a lot of bravado in the group. Right, he had a lot of bravado. He was, yeah. he was feeling confident. So then we get to the latter half, and as my number approaches, I'm like, shit, we're twilling down twenty nine, still no Shayna, right? Thirty hits. And I hear that fucking music. When I tell you, I jumped out my goddamn seat. And I was like, yo, I'm about to win this shit for the second year in a fucking row. Because there's no way they're going to have Charlotte win. There's no reason for her to win, right? Everybody's seen the call-up rumors and shit like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yo, Shayna's clearing fucking house. I think Shayna... I will just, not to cut you off. I didn't know you had 30. Yep. Until like mid, until the end, I didn't know you had 30. I was cooling, bro, because I was like, yo, I got 30 in a back tug. You know, it's all right. So Shayna's clearing house, and she eventually, I think she ties uh, Bianca's record for the most eliminations in one rumble or some shit like that. And this is where shit gets kind of crazy. So now you're down to two, and it's Shayna and fucking Charlotte. So me and my bro, and I'm just sitting here watching this match. I'm not even, it's not even registering to me that he's the one that has Charlotte, right? It's not registering me right now. I'm just like, yo, I'm about to win 150 bucks for the second year in a fucking row. So then I see this back and forth go, and I'm like, Shayna, why haven't you, why haven't you thrown her out? Why is she continually being able to break this shit from you? And then I see eventually that, that Charlotte eliminates her. And I literally just sat in my chair and just looked at the screen in disbelief for a good 10 to 15 minutes. Like, holy shit, that's $150 that I just, just slipped through my hands. Come to find out. That it is this clown that's on this fucking podcast <laughs> that won the hundred and fifty dollars. Yo, oh my god, man! I lost it. First of all, couldn't believe it. Craziest part is, I thought Shayna was gonna win. Shayna should have won, but because I because as soon as Survivor Series ended. I was like, oh, Shayna Becky at Mania. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you just got to figure out how you get there. And I thought Shayna winning Rumble would be mm-hmm. how you got there. But sometimes you just got to like just watch it. And 
Charlotte was talking too much shit. Charlotte was in her and, bag. And and while talking shit, nobody was questioning her. Like no one was like, oh no, we're not. Yes. So I, and I and, and then when I thought about it, I was like, Oscar's won. Becky won. There's no like leading woman right now, right? Like mm -hmm. Becky's your champion. Sasha doesn't make sense. Sasha wasn't even was she around? I don't think she was. No, nah, she wasn't around. No, nah, she wasn't around. I don't even think she was in the rumble. Nope, she was. So, so like in the Bailey is champ. She can't do it. So like as much as it makes sense for Sheena to win it, that doesn't a valuable reason for Charlotte to lose. Right. There is no reason for Charlotte to lose. How plus if you're gonna do Becky Shayna, you don't wanna do Bailey Charlotte at Mania. Mm -hmm. want that. We just saw that. Like we just saw that. And they have not interacted, not even on the same, like they haven't interacted, not even on the same show. So you can't even do that. There's no reason for you to jump back to SmackDown. Yeah, looking back on it, it just made the most sense for Charlotte to win because you had that Becky Shayna uh seed already. And with um with Bianca, with Bianca losing the night before, it really didn't make sense for her to win the rumble. I was I can't lie. I I it was a rare time for me where I rode like the I was hooked and like thinking Beyonce Bianca was gonna be involved. I was like, oh wait, they're not they about to do it. And like a part of me was like, oh but then I, I could spend I could spend I a whole another two to three hours. I can say about what is that three weeks? That three week period was was crucial. I I'm glad they did that. Even if I don't get what I wanted, I'm glad they did that. I appreciate that. I could spend a whole another two to three hours talking about why Bianca Belair should have won that match and why she should be in the main event or should be in some championship match. I, mean, like, I, I, I think there's I think there's people I think there are people in the company that need that need something, right? And I don't know how they're gonna get it, but I think at some point they get a run. I think at some point in time, whether it's too late, too early, I think eventually we get like a three month run of like Cesaro as world champ. I think it happens. I don't know how it happens, but I think we get that. Right? I think we get like those little things. You um, heard it here first, folks. Doug thinks that Cesaro is getting a three month uh, run as world yeah. champ. If it happens, if it happens, you have this to fall back on. I, I can. You can let Cesaro get like a quick. Uh, let's say. I could put Cesaro in like a summer program, leading up to like SummerSlam, or like, or like, or like maybe. He's not big enough to give him the SummerSlam match, 
but I think he is. So I think you can give him like the SummerSlam. He could do like you. I I do my run. I win in that SummerSlam, and we cool till like Survivor Series. Boom, because he can give you the matches, and we just there's a time and place where like WWE leans way more on entertainment, which I think is like kind of like Mania season. Like they give you story building, but they give you like entertainment, and there's a time where like. They just give us straight wrestling. And I agree. There's like a couple weeks when it's just like, you know, we're just going to throw these bangers out at you real quick. Uh, and that's when you throw in the Cesaro. So, yeah, you heard it here first. I think we're going to get this little world tap. I think a couple of people got some, some proper. So, I'm going to run off a few matches. Back to the Becky and Shayna match. Who you got winning? Uh, Shayna. I agree with Shayna. Okay. I think Shayna wins. Which allows you to get Shayna versus Charlotte, which means Rhea wins. That's okay. why Rhea wins. So I think Rhea wins. This way, Charlotte stays on Raw to, to give Shayna a first opponent. Okay. I'm going to run off some of the matches that people really don't care about. All right. Otis, Dolph Ziggler, who you got? How crazy is that that Otis has a WrestleMania singles match? And do you think this is happening because of the Roni, or was always going to happen? Nah, that angle was was pretty fire. Um, the angle, I I will say, the angle has a WrestleMania payoff. But do you, like, I don't get why, and the way they advertise it, it's Otis, and it ain't gonna be no Tucker. It's a pre-show match. To be honest with you, I don't know if they're advertising it for the pre-show, but I, it's a pre-show match. I think, I think Otis, Otis has to win. I think Otis, Otis, wins Otis absolutely has to win. I think, I think Otis wins, and Mandy helps him. I agree. Yeah. There no, 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 uh, no content for me there. Um, Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross Kabuki for the tag team championship. Vibes. You know the vibes. Shout out to the Kabuki Warriors. Kabuki I, I, Warriors. I, Oscar High, you know what it is. Kyrie saying, you know the vibes. We're yeah. here. I agree with that. It's a 2K20 favorite, despite how trash the game is. Um, let me see. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Is this really a question here? Alistair Black. I, I, I don't know how to feel about. Uh, the Mad him beat up on black people. Though. Also, think this is, is a, uh, a pre show match, but definitely Alistair Black wins this. Also, why is this happening? I don't know why I haven't followed the storyline for that one. I, I, I've been trying to decipher this. Is this is definitely a Roni match? This is not, this was not in the plans, right? This is definitely because of the Roni because we they announced this match and we haven't even seen Bobby Lashley. Man, what haven't seen Bobby Lashley in fucking weeks? Exactly. Um, what we got? Um, Elias King Corbin. Who we got? Um, I want to say King Corbin. I, they're both in a place where like they gotta win for me to like still believe them. I think. Elias gets it because I feel like he never wins anything. I think he, I think he'll get a title run soon. I think Elias gets a IC title run soon. I agree, but for this match, for this purpose, I think that King Corbin wins. Right. 
think the big banter wins. Big banter? Big banter, you know okay. the vibe. They just got to let him talk less and let him wrestle because he can fucking go. He, yo, if you haven't seen uh, Baron Corbin wrestle, I, watch he that, can really go uh, he needs to. Watch the triple threat, him, Dolph, and AJ? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, what um, we got hmm, what I what do I want to predict next. Um, so we got Miz and Morrison versus the New Day versus the Usos. I think that this match here is a top three match on the card. And for me personally, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the Usos here. Yeah, Usos. I'm gonna go with the Usos here, I, but. If I'm thinking long term and you mm-hmm. need entertainment, it might let Ms. Morrison keep it. Wouldn't be surprised at that either. Would not be surprised at that either. Okay. Yeah. So we got so both here got the Usos, but a possible Ms. Morrison. Okay. Um Sami Zayn as your intercontinental champion, which is a great surprise, versus Daniel Bryan. Shout out to Sami Zayn. Just shout to Sami. And I also think that this is one of the matches of the night. Also, shout out to Drew Gulak. Dude, Gulak is such a damn good. I Drew, Drew Gulak is a damn good entertainer and a wrestler. I'm a fan, mind you. I, I was not a 205 live contributor. I watched it from time to time. But I didn't watch it, watch it. But I think I watched when they did Evolve on the network. And Gulak was in the match with not Austin Theory. Uh, oh, Riddle. They did the catch point. Um, and I was like, wow. Forgot how good Drew like was. So like it's good to see him on SmackDown. They had kind of similar to Bianca. They had me hooked in thinking that, oh, we're about to get Drew Drew and Daniel Bryan at Mania. That would have been like I I think I saw uh, Johnny, OG Johnny Five. I think mm-hmm. this is Twitter handle, like shots to them. Shots to the A Show podcast. It's a real dope podcast I listen to. Shots out to the A Show, man. If you haven't um it's, 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 Please tap in the Mayor's TV and OG Johnny Five. Your Black Announce Table. I gotta get into that one. Black Announce Table is one of the um one of the top podcasts out here as well. Um, those are my guys, so I may be a little biased, but um, Cody, um, Eve, and my my young my young queen who's having a baby. Shout out to her, man. Make sure you you support her. Sure yeah, they were. Her. They were on an episode of the A Show, so that's how I had it. That's how that's how I started following them. Oh, and Wrestle Rap, of course. Um, but yeah, it's shout out to Juku. I really thought we were gonna get Gulak versus Brian or some like Angle versus Michaels type of match. Uh, but yeah, you, you're gonna give Daniel Bryan this title. You gotta do that. Yeah, I I, I agree. And I, I agree. Think, I think we'll start. I think we'll get Brian. We gotta get a Brian Gulak IC title match. I'm here for that. You know what? We gotta all five guys involved in this match right now. You can get them in some type of combination, and I'm fucking with it. I'll say this: if Sammy keeps it, which I think would be cool because you need 
if I'll say this, if the Usos win the tag titles, then I think Sammy keeps it because I think you need a heel champion. Um, mm-hmm. But if Sammy is to win, you know what I wouldn't mind? Drew and Brian tag team. That actually be a very fire tag team. I'm not going to lie. I would give them a tag team. You got to shake up the tag team division. That's that's not stale. That's always going to be fire. I don't even think you need to shake it up, but they just, just they'll be a very good tag team. You need a new tag team. Was the last time there was a new tag team? Miss Morrison, but that's not new. Who you got? Um, I got I got Daniel Bryan in that game. I got him in that match. Like his third IC title ring. The belt is fire. By the way, I definitely got him in that match. Um, Street Profits versus now Austin Theory and Angel Garza. I think that this is going to be a very good match. I also think that the Street Profits will come out victorious in this match. Oh, Street Profits are definitely winning, but for chaos purposes. How chaotic but pure WWE would it be if a random pairing, mind you, they got a thing for random pairing tag team title runs. They're doing it. They, the right they love a good random pairing tag team. Yes. Uh, what champ? more of a random tag team pairing than Austin fucking Theory, who I cannot tell if he was supposed to catch Montez or not. No, he was supposed to catch him. He just, he, the, yo, that shit was the most random tag team championship ever. And I kind of want them to win, but like, I got to support my black wrestlers, man. So, of course, the Street Profits don't win. But, God damn it, if they did it, if they did it, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad re- regardless of what happens. I f- yeah, I'll come to WrestleMania, by the way. You said, what about Theory going to WrestleMania? I said, shout outs to, regardless of the situation, okay. shout outs to Austin Theory being on the WrestleMania card. Yeah, that's a come up for him. Who would have saw that coming? I damn sure didn't. The, the Roni helped in this case. The Roni helped. The Roni definitely helped. Um, okay, so we got one. We got a, we got quite a few matches left. Fuck it. Um... Goldberg versus somebody. Blank. <laughs> Blank. There's no reason for it to be broad. I don't see it. I I like Manny's idea. I do love his idea. I uh, actually I actually could see that happening. I could see. Here's the key. Here's the key thing. You got two knights. Hmm. If you do it where like the fiend wins Saturday, I'm telling you, that was well, a very hard idea. Pull up on Sunday. Now, I mean, then again, you can beat Goldberg Saturday and then pull up to the fun house on Sunday. I Manny's idea isn't crazy. I'll say that. It's not, it's not, it's a very fire idea. I fuck with it. Somewhere, and... somehow, some way, there's a title change happening. That's just changing. You can't have Goldberg be that champion. We won't uh we won't give a prediction for the Goldberg match 
outside of um I think that we both think that Goldberg won't nah, 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 nah. Okay. Some bullshit. Who do you think is gonna have that belt? You gotta drop a name. I gotta drop a name. I don't even want to hear a reason. Just say the name and move on. <laughs> um, John Cena. Oof. I think that at the, I think that they went to 17 on the empty car on the empty arena. Nah, I, I'm thinking that at 11 59 on Sunday night within the next two manias, he gets 17. It's coming. Fuck it. I'm going with this weekend. Fuck it. Right. You know, uh, I'm gonna say the fiend. The fiend, okay, okay, safe bet. You can give me rolling weekly footage of Firefly Funhouse. I can do that. I can fuck with it. <sighs> we can only we can only hope. We can only hope. Okay, so fuck it. Now that we're here, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Who we got winning? Oh, the fiend. Oh, the fiend. Right here from. Don't even check. This is... It should have you know, you know what's crazy? So I just said that I think John Cena is going to walk out with the Universal title. I think that The Fiend wins this match. So I don't know how. Oh, do you think do you think Cena beats Goldberg and then The Fiend beats Cena? Look, man. I'm, the only way. I think it's going to happen. Right. He about to get this work. I just watched uh, they got a Brock's most dominant matches, so you know they threw Brock Cena SummerSlam on there. Oof. Oof. I don't want to get I don't want to get into that bag because that can be a thirty minute uh, bag right there. But I would just say this: that was easily the best SummerSlam match I've ever seen in my life. That honestly, that's one of my favorite matches of all time. That's a, that's a banger. Uh, all right, let's continue. Let's continue. That. That's a complete banger. Um, who we got? Um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. That's one of the matches that can go either way. I want to say KO. I think KO has to. Mm-hmm. But how does Seth keep Roman with an L? Mm. I don't think he does. Both the Messiah needs a signature win. <gasps> you know where I'm going. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Go ahead, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, he's lighting up, fellas. He's lighting up, folks. Are you ready for this? Oh, it ain't even like. Hey, man, get in your bag. You're ready here first. You're your universal champion. At the end of all this, 
Seth Rollins. Ooh. Now, my whole different show, bro. Mind you, mind you. Mm -hmm. He could beat either or. He could run that fade with the fiend. Mm. She won't, but the Messiah could run that fade. But I can see it. I can see it. I don't know how they won't get there, but I can also see it. Regardless if he beats KO or not. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you like to see it. I don't get paid to write that. Yeah, they don't pay me enough to write creative. All right, yeah. Cool. All right, we got we got a couple matches left. Um, we got Bailey versus Lacey versus Naomi versus Sasha versus Tamina. They could have cut out three of these women and just made it a one on one, but whatever. Who you got? Bailey. Bailey, I agree. Bailey. Easy. I agree. If, if things were different, I don't think we get this match. I think we get. But this is also, I think we don't get this match. I think, I don't think they scrambled on this. I just want to say that. I don't think this was like, oh my God. I think even from that Triple H interview, this seemed like they were well aware this might happen. So they kind of planned for it, right? Yeah, I think this was one of the plans from from the outset. I don't think yeah, this that is you had to because you had to you canceled your uh, battle royals, so now this is how you get the women on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Bailey wins. I agree. I agree. Bailey wins. Sasha. Okay. Um, we got two matches left. No, wait, three matches left. I'll get to this one first. Brock versus Drew. Who you got? True. Drew. True. Okay, I got Brock. Let's move on. Not even going. Not even going to tap into that one. Yeah, because if you tap in, I might change my mind. Sure. I didn't going to tap in that. Um, second to last match: Taker versus Styles in a boneyard match. Who we got? If it's Dead Man Inc., Taker. If it's just a Dead Man, oh, AJ catch the fate. Club club shit. But if it's yeah. Dead Man Inc., that man said I'm gonna make you famous, and I only hear that yes. type of one type of dude. If we get American Badass Taker, first of all, I don't give a fuck who wins the match. The fact that he is back in his you know, breaking the fourth wall, American Batman's bag. I think in this social media age, this is perfect. And that's what I've been, I've been, yo, without, without getting into a rant, I've been saying that for years. What? And I, ironically, I was listening to the A show the other day, Mill said it, but like, retire the dead man character. Like, we're good. I mean, the, I mean, the, I mean let it go. Mind you, mind you. I can't front in all the live shows that I've been to. When, it's fire. When the gong goes off, it's a, diff, it's a different it's vibe. It's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. And I get that. Oh, yeah. 
But in this in this I, era, I support moving on. I understand why they keep it. I'll say that. Because it is different. It is different. But I've seen it a few times. I've seen I saw some all the summer slams. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um I went to the Monday Night Raw go home before Mania 32 when he pulls up and Shane puts him through a table. Yep. Uh, which was fire. Shouts to Jimmy Man, very fire. Uh, I went to Raw and SmackDown at the Garden last year and he pulled up to SmackDown. It's the first time I saw the Fiend entrance. Oof, a banger in person. Man, I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. Banger in person. Don't need keep move on, move on, move on, move on. Please move on. They announced it mid SmackDown of like oh after after 205 Live. Oh, the, the crowd stayed. Like the 205 Live was lit. And then we stayed mm-hmm. the fiend shit. And it was like a five-minute match. It was fucking great. Um yeah. Dead man ain't. Shout out to your shout out to Black Announce Table because they put ether. On it, and I think that's just hilarious. Man, look, shouts to Black and Out Stable and shouts to uh, my man Manny for putting uh, the feeling in the air over the Kevin Armstrong. Yo, I, I gotta watch it, but I saw it and I was like, wow, it was a fire. Um, for the match, I definitely think Taker's winning, especially if he comes back as Big Evil. Um, if you know anything about me, I am a hardcore Undertaker fan. I've been an Undertaker fan my entire life, he has always been my favorite wrestler regardless of whatever medium he's in um american badass big evil was always my favorite especially big evil because he was really in the niggas like lives with his promos like i'm not sitting up here saying that he had fire matches every year because he didn't but his promo work and his character work was always some of the best so i'm gonna ride with my dog until he retire so you can either see me or not see me, but whatever. I'm still riding with my dog. Moving on. We got um damn, who's the last match? Edge and Orton. Edge and Randy Orton. Okay. Now this oh. one is I think everybody is gonna have a consensus on this one because there's only one possible acceptable outcome for this. I mean, Edge is going to win, but... Edge is going to win, but I think it will cause... Oh, my God. Like, just... Why can't Randy win? I think that if there was any time to bring back the punt kick, and... And and this is is where... Oh, this is all, let it be known. Mm-hmm. I mentioned and if Diesel and Razor are like my favorite top five, but like who is in my top five? Oh, Mr. Randall is in there. Randall's definitely Mike, there. Mike might be number three. High key. He was definitely he's definitely there. He's definitely, uh, he's definitely in my top five. This is where this is where I think the, the we might, team shit works in might, our we might get violent on Sunday. 
we get violent, and this is where the quarantine works in our favor because do you if think they bring back the show? Do they what? Do you think they close the show? Yes, without a doubt. There's no What's reason that? to have anything else close the show other than Edge and Randy Orton because not only is it Edge's first match back in nine years, the buildup that they've had is better than any other match on the card. So there's no possible way that you close the close the show with anything other than that match. You What's, have which Sunday night. Sunday night. You have to. What you wanted to quote like this is the last thing on me. Yes, this is the last thing on me. Like you absolutely have to. There's no other reason for anything outside of that match to close the show. I feel like Edge should win. Randy doesn't need the win. Losses don't affect Randy Orton. Losses don't ever affect Randy. Like, he's fucking Randy Orton. Randy is just like a check. He's just like, all right, clock in, right? Like, that's what a loss for Randy Orton is. Um, Yeah, so Edge wins. But, ooh, it's going to get ugly. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Randy might take it places. But are we agreeing? Are we agreeing on on Edge winning? But it's not the end of the world if Randy wins. Yeah, yeah, because Randy's Randy, but Edge is gonna win. But remember, you heard it here first. That Monday Night Messiah, Friday Night Messiah. He thinks that Seth Rollins is walking away with the Universal Title on Friday, and. I don't know how it happens, but I think it's gonna happen. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Tell me this. Tell me this. You can't count Cena. He's he's a part timer. Mm-hmm. You just did the fiend. Mm-hmm. Who else on SmackDown should have that outside of Seth Rollins? Over Seth Rollins. Outside of shit, well, Seth's not even on Friday, but they don't have anybody else outside what of Roman. supposed to happen that suddenly the fiend can beat Goldberg. Unless I don't know, that's a really good question. Here's a, a theory I always kind of had about this character. Um is that he doesn't lose when it's on that whole like red red light shit. But if you notice the match with Daniel Bryan was fire, it was very competitive. And it took some time, but at the same time at the rumble, there was no light. All the Seth fights, uh the Miz wasn't with the fiend it was just with bray so it was different take goldberg you go to saudi yeah the match happens and the fiend loses but there's no red light so if you maybe if i always kind of felt like the red light had something to do with him being so like 
I'm gonna eat this shit. So the red light, the red light definitely helped. I think so that maybe um, if the red light, if you if you if you do Goldberg and Fiend two with the red light, you can convince me the Fiend wins. But other than that, I have no reason to think the Fiend can suddenly beat Goldberg four weeks later. He wasn't in the gym. So who else could it be? Um, unless, granted, it would be the same exact thing. Drew beats Brock. Brock, for some reason, goes back to SmackDown, beats the fuck up on Goldberg because he don't like him, and then takes the Universal title. And then we're back to Brock eating a title. You you posing some crazy ass scenarios. <laughs> Rethinking. Listen, I'm on fire. Listen. Casamigos and weed is speaking to my dog, man. He's wild now. Douglas knows, okay? Listen, I was right a lot last year. I said Survivor Series would go how I went. I said Brock would get the money in the bank. I said Kofi would lose to Brock because that's how Brock's going to get the belt back. Mm -hmm. Because, like, and if Kofi didn't lose to Brock, I thought Kofi would get to Mania and lose to Roman. But him, I think, because Kofi's reign, like, it was eh, you know? But I think his opponent was very, I, yeah. I think his opponents were meh. Like, I didn't want to see Ziggler, right? Why did Ziggler get a title shot? You could have gave, you could have did something else with that. I don't, the, the most fire one he had was Randy Orton, but it was Randy Orton, right? But like, I didn't want to see Dolph Ziggler. What, what good does that do? Um, but I thought if you're going to have Brock win, that kind of legitimizes that he was a legit champion. Because Brock ain't just beating anybody. Regardless of how it went, but it's kind of come on, you're supposed to Expect me to believe that Kofi, Kofi is skinny. He and he's athletic. He's not even fast. He doesn't move that fast. He moved faster when he was younger, but he is definitely older right. now. So he doesn't. Move yeah, so he doesn't he's not faster. Is he faster than Finn in the ring? No. No, right? Like he's not. So like he's not faster than Daniel Bryan in the ring. No. So how much offense could he realistically get on Brock? Oh, he wasn't getting honestly for me. And, and mind you, Roy Rumble, he basically ran a mile and ran in and just like jumped grace. And like that's because the last time he did it, Brock was just standing there. You were 90 feet away. You weren't gonna get that much catch up. So Brock, yes, he caught you in F5G, and that's it. Boom. But I thought I was thoroughly pleased with the the way that uh that Brock Kofi title match went on SmackDown. When when that SmackDown aired, not the, not the title match, not the title match, not the title match. When Brock pulled up, that's when I was like, "Oh shit, business is picked up. Are we going to Fox?" Oh, like you had to, you had to know. You had to know. But I was I I was I was excited for Kofi. I was like, this is how you legitimize it. Because you could have ran back Brock going for Seth. You could have did that. 
if you wanted to really care, right? But you did that with Kofi. And I did appreciate Kofi getting his his offs in the Rumble. But that was also a product of you being with so many people. You just learned how to survive for a minute. Shout out to That's a beautiful moment. I watched that the other like, few weeks ago. and There's a duck tear. Shout out to my dog. Well, it's been two and a half hours. This is actually my longest pod. Yeah, it's probably my fault. My bad. I used to be talking. Oh no, I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It's actually very good. You and Manny did your your due diligence. What do you have to promote other than uh not not giving out Uber promo codes? Wow. <laughs> this tequila. Ah, for those of you who don't know, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. But he Doug is a pretty important member in the uh the Uber community. I'm not gonna tell you what he does or how he does it, but I I just I just know he doesn't give me any goddamn promo codes. Because I protect my job. <laughs> Shit is crazy, man. Shit is crazy. I'll never speak on this again. Okay, there will be no more conversations of the company. This never even happened. It's never happened. Okay. Um how can you promote being a real nigga? Sorry, I'm high. I'm high. That was I was high. That's why I talked about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not good at talking about myself, honestly. Um, well, here you go. Here's a class. Get good at it. You can follow me on Twitter at Douglas Christ. Um, just want to say that I called myself Douglas Christ before Kanye became Jesus. So... Also, like, what's this Jesus is King shit? I don't fuck with it at all. So, if, as long as you don't fuck with that shit, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, John Cena follows me on Twitter. Does John Cena follow me on Twitter? Of course he does. He followed me before he followed you because he followed the real nigga first. Fuck me. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I have to, uh, sometimes I just look at it to remind myself that I'm doing good in life, you know? Champ, champ follows me. Uh, my Instagram is Douglas Ramon. Yes, it's wrestling related to Razor Ramon. Um, <laughs> if you see me out and about in New York City, say hi. You know, let's talk a little bit. Um, I've never, it's my first podcast I've ever done before. So, like, if I sound cool, have me on your shit. I got a mic. I don't know. Maybe I'll do my own podcast. That'd be kind of cool. Quarantined in New York. I got shit else to do. Um, yo, if you're not binge watching it, I told your I told your lady too, but she wasn't with the shits. But I'm binge watching Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl is a very fire show. Fuck what you talking about. So if you're listening to this, if you have somehow stick around for this entire time, which I think you're a psycho if you have, but shouts to you and let me know when we can. To be friends on social medias. Um, yeah, I've been watching Gossip Girl. And just take care of yourselves. Wash your fucking hands. Please wash your hands. Okay. The Rona is going around crazy. Take care of yourselves. Stay the fuck in the house. You don't have shit else to do. 
This podcast is like almost three hours. This is my longest ever. So please stay in the fucking house and listen to this shit because going outside may possibly fucking get you in trouble. Tomorrow, payday, and I am going to buy yo underrated part about this whole WrestleMania situation. What's up? The fucking merchandise is so fire. Merch is definitely fire. I'm not gonna lie to you. They, they put Did you see the in your house one, yes, sir. And I'm coming there tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I'm ordering that tomorrow. Like, this is my first Nakamura t shirt. Uh, coworker got it for me for Christmas. You have like, I have a knock shirt. Do you have, huh? What's your wrestling merch look like? And then go. Okay. I have a Knox shirt. I have a Daniel Bryan shirt. I have an Oscar shirt. I have a Bobby Roode shirt. I have two Undisputed Era shirts. I have three Kevin Owens shirts. I have a Jenna Mahal shirt. I have a Heath Slater shirt. Wow. You are dedicated. I have a Iconic hoodie, a Rey Mysterio hoodie. I have a... Sheesh. I, um, I have a... Imperium shirt. I have. I need that tracksuit. Two Seth Rollins shirts. I do need a tracksuit. That's fine. Imperium tracksuit so bad. Um, I'm, I have some old Rock shirts. I have some old Stone Cold shirts. But I'm pretty sure that my I have at least worth. I have at least a month's worth of uh, wrestling merch. That's wow. At least. That's crazy. I uh, I got this. I got two, two Nakamura shirts, Battle Club Brooklyn edition, Austin three sixteen, Brooklyn three sixteen, or old CM Punk from Pro Wrestling Tees, one from like three years ago. Um. Uh, what's her name? Shouts to her, Alexis Young Littlefoot. I have two of her t-shirts. Okay. Uh, Undertaker one that has like the Kanye Pablo design, which is pretty sick. And then Rolex, but it's Ric Flair. Um, I used to have blue pants. Shout out blue pants. Shout out Lever Bates. Shouts that. That was a fire theme song. Uh, I got a few KO shirts. I want to I think I'm gonna do a little shopping tomorrow so I might get the KO KO Mania 4 shirt. Um oh and then my favorite shirt someone got it for me for Christmas it's uh Austin stunning Santa type I wear I wear it every Christmas my Christmas shirt who's your uh your top five, and then we end the show. We end the show at two forty-five. My top five of all time. You cut this into two episodes, high key. I high key can't cut this into two episodes. This was wow. Um, my top five, I'd say Taker, New Jack, The Rock. Um. This is your top five favorite or top five? These are the best I've seen. 
I'm willing to separate those lists because I think people get very different. Right, but I think people always mix them. My my favorites and well, I can't say very different. Okay, top five favorite: Taker, New Jack, Ric Flair, Brock Lesnar, and wait, that's five. Wait, Taker, Ric Flair, New Jack, Flair, Flair, and Brock Lesnar. Okay, my top five all time: Brock Lesnar, Taker. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Triple H. Ooh. How much of an influence is NXT on Triple H? Very big influence. Are only you giving the... that to Triple H as the wrestler? Or are you giving that to Triple H? The whole shebang. The whole shebang. I'm not gonna lie to you. The whole the whole shebang. Okay. It was it was between him and Cena. All right. The only reason I didn't include Cena is because for is all right. So I used to be a very big Cena fan. Um, you know, growing up, like I had the hats, I had the shirts, bootleg. First of all. Shoplifted his his album. I oh, know I bought it. My mom bought the editor version. I stole the uh the unedited version. selling album, by the way. Don't get platinum it. selling album. Okay, I stole that. Um so I was a big Cena fan, but what what puts Triple H over him for me is Triple H's entire body of work. Like everybody really began to appreciate Cena um with the US title run. Yeah. Whereas Triple H has really been he's been at the top of his game no matter what. No matter what era. No matter what. I think I get it, but just like he didn't need to do all that, and I think that's my problem. Like I didn't need all of those taker matches that mean yeah. I didn't. Those I two didn't. He had three. I didn't I need to like you versus Roman at Mania. That wasn't necessary. But then again, apparently, this is, and I only hear this from like podcasts because I don't really read anything, but apparently they they did that at the last minute because it was originally supposed to be Triple H versus The Rock at that Mania. And at the same time, you didn't have Seth. I think apparently the plan was Triple H versus Rocket Mania and then the, the Shield triple threat at that Mania. But Seth got hurt. Right. So I guess it's different, but like it just didn't feel like like it feel like there was moments that happened and it's like they're his moments, but like you didn't need to do that. It could have did something different. But I guess look at the circumstance. I get why he's in your top five though. I get that. Okay, your top five faves and all time. Faves? Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Because I think Hey Yo is like the greatest starter of all time. Uh, Kevin Nash slash Diesel. But way more Kevin Nash. I was a big NWO, especially Wolfpack. All my, if you, 
guys decide to follow me on Instagram, all my photos usually include the two sweet sign. Um, favorite The Rock, obviously. Mm-hmm. Austin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, that fifth. Oh, you're not going to see this coming. We're talking favorites. Is a, and I will say, this has nothing to do with in-ring work. This is purely based on, my opinion, one of the most fire entrances in all of WWE. Okay. Ready for this? Mr. Kennedy. With the microphone? I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Only because the way he said it, I've been on record. I can't remember exactly whose podcast I was on where I said I drank the Mr. Kennedy uh, sauce because I thought that that interest was one of the best I've ever seen. Fire. It was very fire. Uh, Oh, that's how five. All time. Get into your bag. Brock. Of course Brock's there because Brock's... All right, man. Brock Cena, okay. Dwayne. Dwayne, okay. Yo, this is hard. Mm, You see, right? All time is like everything, right? Yes, sir. So you got to think longevity. HBK. Brock Cena. That man is the only one to be in love with Jesus and be top five, top two, and not two, and be the same way while doing coke. That's a good one. In Brandon Duggar's universe, that is talent. To be just as good, mm-hmm. if not better. Like a dream match, you want like I believe dream matches are things that are never going to happen. Right? Mm-hmm. Fantasy matches are things that you want to see, and I think you can see dream matches, not again. Coked up HBK versus I love God HBK. I don't know who wins, but that's a, that's a ten star match. Man, what? That's a vibe. That's a fucking vibe time right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need a fifth spot. Oh, that's a oh. I said all time, right? Hmm. I am torn between Austin and while admitting to not seeing his whole career, I think I've watched enough to just understand and believe people when they say he's a GOAT, Daniel Bryan. Can't argue with that. 
Won't argue with that at all. There's there's plenty actually, of folks no. that will not argue actually with that. no. You okay. Shock? You want a shocker? This is my this is mine. And I might be the only one who has any. I'm willing to put him at five. Or in. Not a bad five. Five. Not a bad five at all. There's plenty of people. And honestly, Orton's been up there for me for a long time. He's been up there for me for a long time. Because my thing with Orton is that people always say that, oh, if he cared this, if he cared that. Well, I think that he cares, but he just doesn't care about the things that you care about. I I, I can see why people feel like he gets lazy. Sometimes I think I'm just like, when you're just that good. He a 13, 14-time champ in his fucking sleep. When you're just, exactly, right? That That is the feeling, though. Like, we adore this dude and we champion this dude because he does this shit in his sleep so it's like john cena a 16 time champion he was trying right right exactly right so right john cena can't sleep john cena has to wake up right imagine if randy orton just woke up smell up right put it this way put it this way what the people want is to not have to worry, to not have to go through what I go through, right? Where I had to go, Austin, Brian, wait, no, Randy. I just want to say, yo, who's your number one, Randy? And no questions asked. And what he is so good at what he does that he doesn't care that he's not number one because he just knows that I'm five. And I might be number one, depending on who you are. He's good. He is good with being good enough to be in the conversation of being one. And he yep. does that in his sleep. And that's fucking great. Man, look. If Orton really wanted to get in his bag and, and, and be one of those guys, he fucking could. But he got 13 of them goddamn word titles just all GP. Like, it's just crazy. I remember all 13. Don't Mike. remember. Mike, I remember his first and his last. And we can't talk about his first. All right. Well, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> can't talk about his first. We don't acknowledge the first. It happened, but it never really ended. So, I mean, is he it really gave not- you a whole evolution documentary? Gave you a whole 15 minutes of Randy Orton. And like a footnote, youngest world champion ever. And all they showed was him walking to the ring, <laughs> the crowd, and then him having the belt. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. You That's know who beat. You you know Batista. Right? You know that. You know Randy Orton. Face the Undertaker. You know Randy Orton was a legend killer. You don't know who Randy Orton be for the World Championship. He be vacant. And if you go on the WWE Network, you're gonna have to watch the whole pay per view. Man, what? They don't even tell you who you fight. That includes you knowing the pay per view, which is SummerSlam 2003. Two? Nah, I think it's two. Four. Four. So three or four. 
Did I ever tell you uh, two of my biggest wrestling disappointments? Oh, God. The Undertaker not retiring at that WrestleMania in Orlando because I thought that was his final one. And he won. Against Roman? Yes, sir. He should have either retired. But to see the match was fire, so I'm not complaining. But I'm just like. He should have retired or if he came back, he should have just been American badass biker taker. That's it. SummerSlam at Brock Beats Rock. I go to Monday Night Raw in in the Garden, my first show. And my mom got me tickets for my birthday. Shawn Michaels' music hits. I lose my shit. And then Triple H comes out. Smoke this fucking boot. Heartbroken, bro. All right. Tell these people to wash their hands. Split this into two episodes, please. This is like three episodes. I mean, she, this is why I need to definitely split it two episodes. This is the third hour, so it's definitely, I'll I'll work on something to make it in. uh, What's your normal? My normal runtime? Uh, hour, hour 15, hour 30. Yes, but this bitch up. You should do the, the three of us as one episode. Okay, so the first half will be episode seven. The second half, which is what people are listening to right now, will be episode eight or seven B, depending on how you want to listen to it. Seven. What's up to you? I don't fucking care. But shit, quarantine vibes. This is how we do things. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, this has been a very mega episode of uh, the Undisputed Hater Podcast with your host, Coach Middle Initial T, whatever you fuck you want to call me, and uh, Douglas Christ. Shout out to my guy. Um. So Durag, aka Manny, or is it the other way around? Is it Manny, aka So Durag? That is the most fire social media handle I've ever. <laughs> Make sure y'all go check my dog out on uh, the Last Stop podcast. Um, if you didn't know, um, this podcast is sponsored by uh, Bivens Enterprises. Okay. It's unofficially, matter of fact, I can't say officially. It's unofficially sponsored by Bivens Enterprises. Um, Malcolm Bivens doesn't know he sponsors me yet, but if you listen to it, you will know. So please let him know. So hopefully he can pay me the uh, the money that I'm owed for him sponsoring this. Okay? So uh, hopefully you guys stick around, listen to it, you enjoyed this. And uh, see you guys next time on the Undisputed Hater Podcast. We out.